0: This is the RevOps Recruiters Podcast, episode 17 Data Evaluation for RevOps Readiness. Adam, it's good to see you again. You too, man. It is the dog days of summer here in Atlanta. If you want to sweat, move to Atlanta. Exactly. <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> it is hot. It is hot. But, man, it's good to be in
1: the studio with you. It is. Another episode of the RevOps Recruiters Podcast. Welcome, everyone. Our mission here is to provide insights and best practices around finding, hiring, and retaining top revenue
0: operations talent. And you're David. I'm Adam from RevSearch. Happy to be with you guys. That's right. What are we going to cover today, Adam? So, today is the second part in a four part series that we're doing that's talking about how to evaluate your readiness in RevOps. Last week we talked about the technology side. Today we're talking about the data side. So, we've got five questions that we want to propose that you could think through as an organization to see where are you on the spectrum of being prepared for RevOps within your organization? Are you, Hey, I don't have any of this stuff going yet. Yes. We're in the sweet spot or man, we we're teaching other people because we are the leaders in this organization, in this area. So hopefully yeah. these will be helpful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, let's dive right in. We'll tee up the first one, which is data hygiene. You know, when we, when we think about evaluating data, we need to think about data hygiene and we have a question to start off. And that is, have we deployed a strategy for data governance and data hygiene that is adhered to across all go-to-market teams?
0: Yeah. I mean, this is really, really important, right? You've got to have a plan around this. And so when we think about the data hygiene, I think the first thing we think of is accuracy and validation. So are we accurately getting data and do we have some way of validating that? Are we making sure that the data is getting put in at the right time, that it's up to date, that we're requiring the right pieces of data that need to be captured, right? There's data that's nice to have, and there's data that's have to have. So we're making sure that we've got validations around that. Then on top of that, we want to make it easy for people to to, to put the data in. So have we standardized how we capture data? So as if you're building out the CRM and you're saying, okay, these, this is all the data we've got to collect, you're looking for, can I, cre- can I grab this data through a pick list? Can I grab it through something that's not just a straight text field, right? Because when you got text, it can go in a million different ways. But is there a drop-down list that we can do? Are there radio buttons? Is there a yes, no? How do I, true, false, right? How can I standardize the collection of that data? Then if it's data that has to be collected in text form, an address per se, right? That might show up on a contract. So, hey, make sure there's rules around this is how we input the address into our CRM so that we don't end up with shorthand on a contract, right? Or someone doesn't have to correct it later on. Um, so we just got standardizations there. And then the last thing we're thinking about is really the security and the governance of that data, right? So who has access to it, who can view it, but maybe not edit it, who can not edit it, make sure people aren't able to delete data, right? We've got a plan around how we, uh, are governing our data and how we're keeping the security of that in place. So that's really the kind of a, a basic strategy around our data hygiene so you're thinking through like hey do we is this a part of how we approach data within our organization
1: yeah it just really quickly i was thinking about one of the um one of our clients that we engaged with and you know exactly around this topic you know they i remember we were we were on the meeting with them and they're saying well we've got all this great infrastructure we've got all this great technology our tech stack's solid you know we've got all these tools listing off great tools but then they said but our governance is not mm. up to par and so we've got way too many cooks in the kitchen we've got people changing things we've got you know <laughs> i mean everybody's touching you know every part of the crm and therefore we can't get that good data out and yeah. we can't get a true read and data hygiene um, you know, and, and kind of to close up this this conversation, it's about regular regular data audits, right? It's regular looking at deduping, uh, cleansing the data. Yeah. It's not just one time establishing that structure and saying, here's what we're measuring. Things change over time, right? And uh, maintaining that good data hygiene is critical to continue to have that true north view
0: of yeah. where you're headed. So. Duplicate records, right? <laughs> They're going to happen. So do we yeah. have a process to get rid of this? Right. Yeah,
1: right. for sure. All right, so next we want to ask the question around data-informed decisions. Are our go-to-market decisions based on data-driven
0: insights rather than gut feel? Oh, man, it's such a good question, right? <laughs> so uh, I think a lot of times what happens in an organization, you start with leaders who are good at the gut feel, but at some point you've got to begin to say, okay, we're going to make the decisions based on what the data is showing us, not just how we feel about something. And so I think we start with, first of all, saying, what are our goals? What do we what are we making decisions about? What's most important, right? I love this question that I heard years and years ago. Said if everything else in our organization stays exactly the same, what one, two, three areas if I may, if I push on those will have the greatest impact in our organization? That's how you set a goal, right? So, what are those goals? What are we trying to achieve, right? And what data do we need to help us get there? So that's the first part of that. Then once we've done that, then we say, okay, now we know our goals. What what data is relevant? What are the KPIs that need to be measuring that are going to matter for this goal that I've set out, right? Yeah. And then how am I going to collect that? Are we already collecting that? You may say, this is super important, but yet yeah, we don't have any data on it right now. Yeah. Yeah. So how are we going to begin collecting data for that point that we need that's driving this goal that we have? Yeah, And then really getting into this analyze, summarize, mm-hmm. visualize, right? So We've got we've got the goal. We've got the relevant data. Now we need to analyze it. So we need to understand what the data is saying. Right? What mm-hmm. is it? What's there? Summarize it. Def- shorten it for someone. If I'm gonna, if I'm the rev leader, it's not my job to give the leaders this giant report that has all <laughs> the raw data in it. Right? It's my job to summarize it. Help them understand what it's saying. And then for some that are very visual, I got to visualize it. They want to see charts. They want to see graphs. They want to see lines. They want to see things that help them understand. Are we going up? Are we going down? Are we staying flat? Is it growing? Is it shrinking? How much of the pie belongs to whatever, right? I got to visualize it in some way for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just picturing right now someone walking into my office, for example, and handing me a giant report of a bunch of data, and I'm just going... I. I have no idea. What am I looking what, at? <laughs> what in the world does this mean? Another thing I think about, you know, as we're talking through data informed decisions, I think about, you know, a lot of these companies that are operating on gut feel for a while and then get to the place of wanting to go growth mode and starting to look at rounds of funding, right? And what we've what we've realized is working in, in private equity, working with private equity firms, there's a laundry list of KPIs that are expected, sure, right, for each port co. And if you don't have the structure in place to be able to get that data out, you're not going to be able to answer those questions. And so, you know, this is especially relevant for folks that are in that stage of wanting to go for growth and needing to answer really difficult questions around data. Well, you have to do the groundwork. You have to get to baseline. You have to establish that structure and uh, define what are those KPIs? What are those metrics that we need? to answer those tough questions.
0: Yeah. I I think you nailed it on the head and, and a strong RevOps function, RevOps leader is going to help you interpret that data. Right. So I think about company that I was a part of, we went through a round of funding and we had to, we had a situation where we saw there were changes in market conditions that we couldn't control, but we had to display that and show them that with empirical data yeah. that we had to gather so we could show how things had changed from year to year and how it impacted those numbers. And so the strong person is really going to be able to interpret that data, help you understand what it's saying, visualize it and, and summarize it, right? And then and then the the last thing that I'd say about making data informed decisions is once you once you have that goal and you define those KPIs and then you say okay, this is the direction we make a decision you need to constantly continue to evaluate was that decision the right decision because you're going to get more data as you go along. Yeah. Right? If you make a shift in your business, you're predict you're you're making a best guess, a prediction that you hope is going to have the outcome that you want, but unless you continue to monitor that data on an ongoing basis, you don't know whether that decision was the right one or not. Right. So you're constantly monitoring and evaluating it.
1: And you might have a shift in go to market too, right? Yeah, Your strategy might change and therefore you have to iterate pretty much everything that you've done and shift KPN, you know, all of that. So it's that constant change and continues. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Right. Um, from there, we move more to the internal customer journey and talk about data for others. And this is where we have the question, do our go to market teams understand the importance of gathering accurate data for themselves as well as the team working on the next stage of the customer journey.
0: Yeah. I mean, gosh, man, this is so, so important, right? And I think this is a place that it starts with leadership. Leadership has to champion the idea of being a data-driven organization. hundred percent. It doesn't matter how much any individual contributor thinks it's important to gather data points. If the leaders don't see the value in that, it's not going to be useful. Yeah. So the leaders have to champion that. They have to see the value, they have to believe in it, and they have to be uh, ready to disperse, uh, to really bring that idea, socialize that idea across yes. the organization. Yeah. Then once you've got the leaders bought into that, that allows you to really build a data-driven culture within your organization, right? And, yeah. and now you're bought into not just, hey, we, we say this in our words that it's important, but we're actually equipping, providing resources, coaching, training around... This idea of how we use data and why it's important in the organization. And all that, I mean, it starts with leaders, but you got to create that culture within the organization.
1: 100%. 100%. It's a waterfall effect, right? And I, I think about the worst case scenario, you know, where if you want to position a RevOps leader into the worst case scenario, uh, you've got, you know, one champion and you've got three others that have separate spreadsheets that they're tracking all of their personal, you know, go to market data in. I could tell and. you
0: stories, David, I can tell you <laughs> stories. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so yeah. hard. You build a system as a RevOps person, and then you realize the people that you built it for aren't using it. Now, part of that's on me as a RevOps person, right? I've got to help to understand, but then, but everybody's got to have buy-in across this, right? right. It's got to have a culture of that. Yeah. So hundred percent, you know, I, I, one other thing that I'll add to this and I'll share a little story here, but you know the value of serving others within the organization and what I think of that, or when I say that, I think of it's important for me to get certain data points as maybe marketing or sales, or customer success, but I'm also seeing the importance of getting data that's maybe not important for me at this point, but it's going to be important for someone else later on for them to be able to do. And so I'm looking at this through the lens of I'm wanting to serve someone else. I was a part of an organization a long time ago. I was in more of the, the lead gen and, and early sales process. And we would collect all this information for our field team. And these are folks that were literally flying from city to city, right? And they'd say, I've got to have all this information, all this data, data for me to be able to go in and close the deal to be able to sell, right? And so from a marketing standpoint, we did all this hard work to get them everything exactly the way that they wanted it and needed it so they could go in and do their job. The problem is is that that wasn't reciprocated to then to the client delivery team. So they would go in and they close the deal, sign a contract. The contract had basically the details of who's the organization, how much are they paying us and how long is the engagement for. But it didn't have a really deep scope of work and the client delivery t- team was always frustrated because they said we don't know who are our key leaders. What are their expectations? What are the timelines beyond just, you know, hey, this is a three month engagement, but what are they hoping to gain month to month to month by this engagement, right? And so there just has to be that value of we were forced compliance of serving our sales team, but we wanted to serve them well, and we knew that they needed that information to be equipped to do their job, but that didn't get reciprocated down from them to the next part. And so there was always this frustration. So you've got to build this mm-hmm. this culture that says, I'm going to serve others." by getting the information that they're going to need at the point that I can gather it so that they can be more successful in their role as well.
1: Yeah, it's this idea of, you know, instead of being just focused on your slice of the pie, your function, you're thinking about what's best for the for the business. And that's this whole idea of what revenue operations is trying to accomplish is get everyone to speak the same language, everyone to think more holistically end to end. And if you do that, then that's serving others, right? Then you truly get a, a full picture. And it really, I mean, data practices, good data practices really accelerate and unlock those efficiencies, right? I mean, we hear all the time, our handoffs are horrible mm. from department to, yeah. de- our process is broken. Well, that's what you're talking about. That's it. That's if those it. can be tightened up, if, if if people can own what's best for the business and then apply that in their slice of the pie, up, up funnel and down funnel. Then, that's where growth happens, right? That's that's where that growth can happen. So yeah, that's good. Um, no, that's that's really good stuff. So then we want to move on to dashboards. Um, and the question here is: Are we using accurate data to report on each team's performance through meaningful KPIs?
0: Yeah. So we've talked. If we followed the first couple of questions, we we have the accurate data. Yep. But now. How are we using it to empower the leaders that need that information, right? So the first thing I think about is going to those leaders and really defining what the metrics and KPIs are that they need. So as a, when you get a strong RevOps person in your organization, they're going to have some ideas. They've seen things. They've experienced it, right? They've done it in other, other places. So you want them to bring suggestions and ideas, but that person is also partnering with the leaders across the go-to-market function and saying, hey, what's imp- what are your goals this quarter, this year, right? What are you focused on? What are you coaching your, your team around? And how can I equip you with the data, with the reporting, the dashboards, the KPIs, so that this is useful to you, right? So, so you're really getting buy-in with those stakeholders and, and working closely with them to get them reports that are most helpful. And then this, this one's a really tough one, um, but you've got to focus on not, it's really easy to measure what are called lead or lagging indicators, right? The ones that are the results. So these are what do sales look like? What do bookings look like? Uh, these are counts or totals pretty mm-hmm. easy to get those, but what's more important or just as important is really focus on the leading measures. And those of leading indicators are the activities that lead to those results. And so helping leaders across the go-to-market function say, how do I measure for you both those lagging indicators but also those leading indicators? And what are those leading indicators that matter? A good question would be to ask that leader to say, when you bring somebody on, when you're onboarding a new employee and you ask them, or they ask you, hey, how am I going to be successful here? Those things that you're talking to them about, doing these activities, putting in this effort, having an understanding around this information, right? Those are the things that are predictive of you being successful here. Well, how do we now measure those? Because if those are what success looks like, then let's let's create a scoreboard. Let's see what it looks like. Let's put something at the end of the field that says, how much time is remaining? How many points do you have? How many points do I have? Am I winning? Am I losing? Right? And so we're really, as a RevOps individual, how do I equip my leaders with dashboards that matter? Yeah,
1: uh, that's great. That's great. Excellent. So that's dashboards. And then we want to move on to data visualization. And the question here is, is our team efficient at providing easy to understand data visualizations to each go-to-market leader based on their needs and requests?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, when you think about RevOps or operations as a whole within the organization, these leaders across the go-to-market function, they need that information, right? But how easy can we provide it to them? How much work does it take? And is it happening on a regular cadence or is it all just happening ad hoc, right? So we need to think through what are the reports and dashboards that they need? What tools are we gonna use to deliver that? Are we Do we ha- probably have a CRM, so are we gonna use the CRM for that? Mm-hmm. Or are we gonna look at a more advanced tool like a Power BI? or a tableau, or are we going to use Google docs somehow, you know, Google sheets, um, what is that going to look like? And then how often are we going to provide that to them? Am I giving that to them? Is it coming to them weekly, quarterly, monthly? Is it coming to them in real time? Or is there always like a 30 day delay? Cause we kind of got to close the numbers and make sure all the data is accurate. Right. Um, so what's that cadence of review? What does that process look like? And then the other part of it is really thinking through, If I'm, if my job as a RevOps person is to deliver this data to you, the go-to-market leader, how do you want it delivered? Not what do I prefer as a RevOps person? What do you work best with? Do you want graphs? Do you want charts? Do you want a list? Do you want to be able to drill down? How deeply do you want to be able to drill down all that stuff? I need to be able to think through and I need to try to, maybe I can't do everything that they ask for, but I'm trying my best to deliver to them what's going to be most useful to them in how they lead their teams. And then I'm asking, how do you want, what does my involvement look like? Do you want me in these meetings with you helping to present the data to your team? Or do you want me just to equip you with the data and you're going to deliver it? What is that going to look like? Right. We're working through all those things.
1: Yeah. It's nothing worse than walking into a new company and saying, I have all the answers and I'm going to tell you exactly how you're going to, how you're going to do it. And I don't need your input. Right. I mean, it's all about collaboration. It's all about that partnership and coming alongside the organization, knowing that you have a good playbook and you have the ability to, to enable and make whatever, whatever this is come alive, right? right. The, the, the structure and the groundwork and the blueprint, but it's really about working closely with those leaders and, and saying, I'm here to help make this come
0: alive, right? That's yeah. it. Cause if they don't ultimately use what you build, what's the point of building it? Right, so you want to make sure that what's being built is actually going to be useful to the it's team,
1: customized to That's that right. team. That's yeah. right. So great. In summary, I mean, it, it really it it starts with you know establishing what is what is the goal, what is the strategy, and then really building that foundation, that infrastructure, that data structure to you know track the right things to be able to get those outputs, to be able to get that true north, and then in 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 that process, working closely with with the leaders to say, hey. What is this going to look like? what do you what do you prefer? what yeah. and and collaborating and then iterating, right? That's it. That's sort of the process that I'm thinking through
0: um around data. Yeah, so well, hopefully this will be helpful If you're an organization, you're sitting there and you're saying, "Hey, we're not sure exactly where we sit in our revOps. These are five questions you can ask yourself. Be honest yeah. to yourself about where you stand and then figure out, okay, how do we begin to put the right things in place so we can move forward in each of these buckets? Yeah. Well, great,
1: thank you everyone for joining us again and enjoyed it. Adam. Yeah, it's
0: a blast, enjoyed it. Thanks, David. All right,
1: thanks for listening to this week's episode of the RevOps Recruiters Podcast. If you found the information in this episode helpful, please consider subscribing. You can do that on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, if you have comments or suggestions for future podcasts, we'd love to hear them. Please put those in the comments section on YouTube. Finally. If you're looking to hire your first or next RevOps leader, we'd love to help. You can connect with us through our website at www.revsearch.io. Thanks again for listening.